Hello everyone, my name is Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show. Today on the show we're going to be um, merging two of my favourite subjects together, spirituality and science. And so I'd like you to, to help me in welcoming my special guest today, author of a book called The Holy Universe, um, Mr. David Christopher. How are you David? I'm doing well, thank you so much for having me on your show. A pleasure to have you here. So uh, in the spirit of the show, what we normally do is get our guests to, to describe their story and their, you know, their journey and how you got into doing what it is that you do now. Well, about 15 years ago, as a lot of people who may call themselves spiritual but not religious, um, I didn't really have a good story. I didn't have an overall story that my heart and soul and spirit really could attach to. I had a scientific story of how the universe came to be 13.8 billion years ago and then how evolution brought forth the galaxies, the stars, the planets and then Earth and then life on Earth. And I love the new science that's coming out that talks about this mysteriously creative universe. But I really wanted something more. I wanted something that sounded like the scriptures that I came up with. That had the, I really missed the liturgy <laughs> I really miss the, the um, lyricism of the liturgy and the sound and cadence of the scripture. So I wanted the science told in a more poetic form. And what, so what came through was this dialogue between a seeker and a sage. And they have a story within a story where they talk about the creation of the, the galaxies and, and all the way up to our present day crises that we face. And then, what does this evolutionary story have to teach us about how we make ourselves through this transformation that we're going through? So that kind of, in a nutshell, tells you um, uh, what what the book is about and what really fired me up about it. Right. So tell me, uh, tell me the motivation behind writing the whole universe. I, as I said, I really wanted something that told me this is how I belong here. This is what we're... It tells a story that it goes beyond the story of we're fallen, which is some of the old scriptural stories, or we're flawed, which is kind of an old scientific or environmentalist story, that there's something wrong with it. There's something fundamentally wrong with us. And this story, it showed me that I belong here, that we all... And we all come from the same source. It's both a personal story and a collective story. We all come from that single singularity 13.8 billion years ago. So science is beginning to tell us what we've known all along and intuitively that we are all one. We all come from the same source. And I really wanted that story told in that metaphorical way, in that way that, um, that poetry speaks to you or that scriptural stories teach us. So that was really the motivation behind it. Right. And so what kind of science are you talking about in the book? Well, what the science is, the science informs it. The science comes from studies, well, several sources. From uh, Brian Swim, who's a mathematical cosmologist, and a whole number of folks who come from the more the cosmology and the biology side of things. Another woman named Elizabeth Sartoris, Sidney Leaves, Mary Evelyn Tucker. Um, and then also big history, which is this course of study in, in colleges that talk about the science behind the creation of the universe. Now it was founded by um, David Christian and Brian, and uh, I'm sorry, um, uh, Cynthia Brown and uh, Christopher. Um, oh, his name is Christopher Peck, who um, 
they all came together and created a, uh, a, a curriculum for high school. I'm sorry, for high schools and colleges. So that that is the science that informs it. It's very much a scientific story, and it's almost to me it was almost too materialistic. It really, especially the big history, it didn't make room for the mystery. It didn't make room for the 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 word spiritual. So um, the word holy in the in the title of the book, the holy universe, actually throws some people off. Um, and really, I wanted to reclaim that word, that word from those people who have abused it for so long, and for for those of us who've shunned it so long, because it comes from holistic. It comes from whole, and it, and it really reflects that we are part of something that is sacred, that is worthy of our respect and reverence. Whether you're a diehard atheist or whether you're a fundamentalist of whatever stripe, we all come from that same source. Absolutely. So what's one of the biggest insights that you've received from writing the book? The biggest insight I've received is that we're my spiritual development and my spiritual um, journey needs to now move beyond the personal. That yes, we're spiritual beings on a human journey, but we're also physical beings on a human journey. And, uh, and there, there, are, there are some spiritual traditions that almost disdain earth. They almost disdain our body and disdain, this is Maya, this is illusion. This is, you know, the afterlife is really the big important game. And there's a new spirituality called integral spirituality that's coming out that talks about, yes, it's important to awaken, but now it's time to engage because we are these physical and spiritual beings. If my monastery or my church or my synagogue is downwind from a coal-fired power plant that's spewing mercury into the air, that is going to affect both not only my spiritual being but also my physical being. So the biggest insight was to see that it's now time for us to engage with the world to take our spiritual to take our spiritual lessons and to apply them to ecological the ecological crises that we face or also to the social justice that we issues that we face so that's what's that's what i found to be important was that it's it's time for me to come out of my the little shell of my spirituality and find out where does my passion engage with what the world really needs out there. So so that that kind of gives you one inkling of uh, of what the sage and the seekers dialogue gave to me. Yeah, because that's you know, and that's what I think is also an interesting journey as well. That you know, I do believe that we are spiritual beings having a human ex experience. But for us to really engage in that human experience, we have to be human. We yeah. have to live in this world. We still have to have, you know, I, I call it like the dance between stepping, you know, dropping into the spiritual in the moment of the time, but then also to go through the trials and tribulations of being a human. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And, you know, another thing, in fact, that I learned is that um, actually one phrase that fell into my mind, it's amazing how many things just fall into your psyche from the muse, I suppose, um, was that free me from the tyranny of a perfectly visualized life. That hints towards how we are developing ourselves and we have, it's important that we have positive thoughts, but when, we're not, when things aren't going well, that's part of the journey too. That's really where the deep lessons come to. They're not necessarily things to be shunned or they're not especially signs of failure. 
and that is a really big lesson that I'm learning that I'm still learning is that even if things are not going the way that I want them to where my ego wants them to that doesn't necessarily mean that um, I'm doing things wrong if things are, if things are going poorly it may be more of my story that I need to examine rather than the fact of trying to know I'm, I'm just gonna pretend that that all that all that all those bad things aren't happening to me and that extends to the world too when you look at the social injustice when you look at the victims of Katrina when you look at um, the victims in Ferguson uh, when you look at the devastation in, of the, in the ecology in Alberta and the people who were affected there it's very painful to be awake to that and so part of our journey is how do we be awake to that pain without allowing us to just completely go into despair and that is that is a constant journey that is a constant I don't know if struggle is the right word, but it's a constant issue to remain grounded in that, knowing that that reality is there, but also realizing that the universe has been doing this for 13.8 billion years, and Earth has created life for three, three and a half, four billion years. Maybe it knows what it's doing. And in fact, maybe these catastrophes are the catalyst that... Um, they're the catalyst that we need to bring ourselves to the next level of evolution that we that that uh, we're now facing. Yeah, I, I, it's interesting that you say that because you know I teach a lot about law of attraction. Mm -hmm. I have many of my students that go, okay, well, if something went wrong in their life or some right? event yeah. happened, like did I attract that? It's like, no. I mean, there are things yeah. that we can attract because we consciously. You know, visualize, and we take action towards that, and we, you know, and we consciously, you know, work to make that happen. But uh -huh. then there is this life, and there are events yeah. that happen that that when we can become the person that we want to be, it helps us to handle those situations. You mm -hmm. know, maybe there are opportunities for growth, and there are opportunities for learning, and there are lessons to, you know, to take on um, because we are, you know, we're we're perfecting that dance between the human part of us and the spiritual part of us. Yes, yes, and, and you bring up something that can be, it's almost like you can fall into the trap of the shadow side of the secret or the shadow side of the law of attraction, that if things aren't going well or if I'm not perfectly visualizing things, it's my fault. And that is a dangerous place to go. Um, and that's, that's something that I think as we mature spiritually, we realize that that is also part of the journey. In fact, that may be the fodder, the fire that we need to go through in order to be forged in a way that allows us to have that resiliency to face the trials, to face the great transformation that we're going through. So it's, it's heartening to hear that that's what you give to your clients because it's vital. It's so important that they have that information. Absolutely. So what is it that you're hoping that the reader will experience after reading your book? That... There's a term that Paul Hawken, a writer who, um, he's also an entrepreneur and, a, an entrepreneur and a businessman, that they experience a state of blessed unrest. That they awaken to the fact that, you know, I have been given so much and yet there are so many who, who have not. And there is so much injustice in the world and there's so much devastation, ecological devastation in the world, that they they realize that yes I am part of this creation I am fundamental I I wasn't put here on this planet 
my body emerged out of it just like an apple emerges out of an apple blossom. I am literally the earth come to life. The dirt, the minerals, the air, it's, it's the earth come to life looking at itself and going, oh my God, this is amazing. So I hope when they awaken to that and also awaken to the fact that there's important work that needs to be done that may be vital to our evolutionary pro progress, not just personally, but to ourselves as a species, so that they break out of this mold of just me and my, and my um, needs, which are important. And so I'm not to say that they're not important, but how those needs intersect also with the needs of the, large, of the whole. How does my story interact with a larger story? Um, and I hope they also get a sense of what that larger story is of that, you know, begins with the beginning of all beginnings, a time of no time, for time did not exist, a place of no place, for space did not exist. It was a beginning like no other, for there was no before. And that's the story that the sage tells. It talks about the beginning of all beginnings. Um, and it's amazing. I have no idea where this stuff comes from. I'm a former pilot. Um, we, we don't talk about things like that. You know, pilots don't channel things. So it's been an interesting... W it's been an interesting process stepping into this um, this role that has been chosen for me and I have chosen simultaneously. Yeah, Christopher. Uh, sorry, David. Uh, there is um, so much more that I could talk to you about right now. Oh yes. Had this conversation go forever, um, and I'm so grateful that uh, that we actually got connected and I could have you on the show. Um, and uh, grateful that you decided to become that conduit for this important message, which I think is very relevant right now. And I'm sure that there are many people watching this show right now that, that actually want to find out more and maybe connect with you and, and find out about the book. Where can we send them to do that? It's very simple, just www.theholyuniverse.com. And that's, if people want to find out about the book, they can do that. I have some excerpts from the book there, some of my favorites. In fact, I just posted one that people have been, been clapping and chanting for for a while that talks about our place in the universe and places where people can go to learn more about how they can connect, not just through my website, but also through, um, if I could just put in a, a plug also for the Pachamama Alliance in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. They do rainforest preservation work in the south, but their work in the north is to awaken people to this new story. So my, it's, very, it's a very synergistic um, uh, relationship that we have. And so that's all at the website. Again, it's www.theholyuniverse, and that's spelled H-O-L-Y universe.com. Wonderful. Thanks again, David, for, for being here. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. You're so welcome, and thanks so much for the invitation. I appreciate it. Awesome. Now, guys, I encourage you to share this video and get the word out. You can do that by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons on this page. Uh, download the app if you haven't done so already so you can watch the shows on the go. Make sure that you click on the banner either to the below or to the side of this video to go straight through to David's website. And uh, make sure that you leave your email in the box on this page so that I can send you the Manifesting with the Masters video e-course. It's actually valued at $87 and I'd love to send it to you for free. So until next time, remember to live large choose courageously and love without limits. We'll see you soon.